The following is a sermon that was preached at Faith Lutheran Church in Sharpsburg, Georgia. For more information about our church or to hear past sermons from Faith Lutheran, visit georgiafaith.com. Thank you for listening. In 2018, at Sotheby's New York Auction House, an auctioneer's gavel slammed on the podium proclaiming that Girl with Balloon just sold for $860,000. The room was full of clapping as they admired the black and white figure on the painting, a little girl releasing a crimson heart-shaped balloon into the vast expanse of the white canvas. The whole room was buzzing with excitement, that is, until they started to hear beeping. The shouts of joy soon mixed with shouts of horror as the picture of Girl with Balloons slowly began to slide down the wall and then slipped through the frame, being shredded along the way until little ribbon-like shreds were dangling over the floor. The perpetrator behind this stunt was a man named Banksy, and he was the artist. He intended for the picture to be shredded. He, he's famous for satirical and pointed artwork that forces your brain to kind of get outside of its comfort zone and wrestle with the art's message. But when it came to Girl with Balloon, the art world had no trouble deciphering what Banksy's message was. Be careful what you value. What do you value? What's your treasure? What would you give anything to get? These are the questions that our gospel reading wrestles with this morning as Jesus puts before us three parables about a treasure that has true value. A treasure that has true value in this life and also in the life to come. The parables begin with a man finding a treasure in a field and a merchant finding a pearl of great price. And if you want a comparison to modern times, that would be like you winning the lottery. It would be that life-changing. Because if you're finding a treasure in a field at that time, odds are you were finding some rich family's emergency savings account that they had planted in the ground for safekeeping, and they'd either forgotten about it or hadn't lived long enough to retrieve it. And if you had a pearl of great price, well, you just entered into a whole nother league. You entered into a league full of royalty and rulers that boasted their wealth by how the quality and the quantity of their pearls. Jesus said that this treasure, that this pearl, this is a picture of what the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God, like that treasure and that pearl, it's immensely valuable. Life-changingly so. But that's not where Jesus wants our focus to rest today. Instead of focusing on the value of the kingdom, he points us to what the, people, the men do after they find their treasure. He says they go away and sell everything they have just to make sure that this newfound treasure is theirs. We all have a list of things that we value in life, right? And depending on your age, that list might look a little bit different. If you're a little child, you might value more than anything your blanket or a toy or a show or a game. Get a little bit older and maybe it's the sport you love to play or the books you like to read. 
a little bit further down the line, you, relationships become more important, dating becomes more important, marriage becomes more important, and, and now those trivial things of the past, well, they don't mean as much to you as, say, your spouse or your children. Maybe what you value is your job, the thing that keeps the lights on and gives you a sense of purpose in life. Maybe what you value is that hobby you love to go back to after a long week of work to help you get ready for the next week. Whatever it is, we all have a list of things that we value in life. If you would, take a moment this morning and think about what tops that list. What's the one thing that you can't live without? What's that one thing that the very thought of selling it makes your stomach turn in knots? You got it? Now I have to ask you, was that one thing Jesus? The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Sold all he had. Dear friends, being a member of the kingdom of God isn't a casual thing. It's not something that is determined by convenience. God himself has said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In other words, you can tell what someone really values by where they spend their time. You can tell what someone really values by where they spend their resources. And Jesus' expectation for us as Christians is that God's kingdom, that's where our heart is. God's kingdom, that's where our treasure is. That God's kingdom to us is worth selling everything. Why? Because Jesus is the treasure that is truly valuable. You may have heard it said that something is only worth as much as someone is willing to pay for it. If you think back to Girl with Balloon, it was just a piece of paper with black and red paint on it. But it was only worth $860,000 because someone was willing to pay $860,000 for a piece of paper with paint on it. In a similar way, our being a part of the kingdom of heaven is only as valuable as what someone was willing to pay for it. What Jesus was willing to pay for it. If we ask Jesus the question that I asked you all this morning, what is the one thing you couldn't live without? The one thing that the very thought of losing it would make your stomach churn and feel all queasy. What do you think he would say? He'd say you. You'd be that one thing. Don't believe me? Look at what Jesus was willing to pay to save you. To save you, Jesus was willing to take all the hurt that comes from being a human. He was willing to be hot. He was willing to be cold, to be hungry, to be tired, to feel grief, to feel pain. To save you, Jesus was willing to take all the hurt that comes from being a criminal. He was willing to be mocked and beaten and spit upon and slapped and crucified. To save you, Jesus was willing to take all the hurt that comes from being a sinner. Separation from God. Death. Hell itself. That's a long bill. That's a steep price. And that's a price that Jesus was willing to pay 
to save you. Because the holy, precious blood of God himself was sufficient to pay for the world's sin, for your sin and for mine. You now sit here in this building this morning as those who are in possession of the greatest treasure this world has ever seen. But do you know how amazing our God is? He not only gives us that greatest treasure, but he even gives us those things that we prioritize over him in the first place. He gives us the toys and the blankets and the games and the sports and the relationships and the family and the job and the hobbies and the good name. So enjoy them. Enjoy those gifts, but make Jesus your treasure. But what does that look like? Well, what you value most, you give your time and your resources and your passion and your dedication. So let's give Jesus our time and be in his word. Let's give him our resources as we help push forward his ministry. Let's give him our passion and dedication because we have a treasure more valuable than a treasure found in a field or a pearl of great price. You have a place in God's kingdom. And that's a treasure that has value here on earth, but also has value forever in heaven. You may have heard phrases like, death is the great equalizer. Or, all bones look the same, they just have different coffins. Or, you can't take it with you. These phrases and many others like them are very common in the English language because it's something that touches home to each and every one of us. It's a part of every one of our lives, and it's part of that constant struggle that we can't take things with us when we die. There is nothing that we treasure in life that escapes death. And this is Jesus' point in his third parable this morning, the parable of the net. He begins by saying, A man lets down a net and catches all different kinds of fish. This is one of those situations where I wish I would have been in the crowd that was actually listening to Jesus give the parable because it completely changes the perspective. All the parables he's given so far, the parable of the sower, the parable of the weeds and the wheat, the parable of the treasure and the pearl, and now the parable of the net. They've all been given by Jesus who is standing in a boat floating on the Sea of Galilee. You can almost picture him pointing to distant fields as he speaks about the sower and the weeds and the wheat as he's spreading seed. But his hands turn downward as he gets to the picture of the net. As he points at the water, he might even hold the net in his hands. And for those people that surrounded Jesus were listening to him, that picture of fishing would have been very, very powerful because everyone would have been familiar with it. It was a fishing area. Not only would they be familiar with the fishing picture, but they would also be familiar with the topic that Jesus was talking about. Because they, like us, they've lost somebody. They, like us, know the reality that no one escapes death. They, like us, know that no matter what you get for yourself in life, you're not going to be able to take it with you. Even King David's son, King Solomon, the king we heard about earlier, He was one of the richest and wisest men who had ever lived. And he said this about accumulating treasure on earth. He said, I have seen all the things that are done under the sun. All of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. But the parable continues. The the net catches all different kinds of fish and it's pulled on shore 
the good fish are separated from the bad fish. And to the trout, that would have seemed normal, because that's what any fisher would do. You separate the good from the bad. Keep the good, leave the bad. But Jesus, to emphasize his point, goes on to say that at the last day, the angels will come and separate the righteous from the wicked. That is what is meant by the good fish and the bad fish. In other words, even though everyone has the same end, everyone has to die, not everyone has the same fate. There's a separation. The good and the bad. And here is the point of Jesus' parable. And here is why Jesus gives the parable of the net right after the parable of the treasure and the pearl. You know the phrase, you can't take it with you? Jesus says, no. There is one thing you can take with you when you die. And it's the thing that makes all the difference. After all, what is the difference between the good fish and the bad fish? What's the difference between the righteous and the wicked? Was faith in their Savior, Jesus. That's the difference. It is Jesus who makes us righteous. It is Jesus who takes death, the thing that was supposed to be our very end, the worst thing possible, our greatest loss, and he turns it into our greatest gain. With faith in our Savior Jesus, no amount of treasure that we can get for ourselves here on earth can begin to compare to the treasure that we will have in heaven forever. But this treasure is not only meant for us or for a select few. No, this treasure is meant for the whole world. It is a treasure that is meant to be shared. Just as no one escapes the net and no one escapes death, so too no unbeliever escapes hell. But we're the ones to whom God has given this great treasure of his word. He has planted faith in our hearts so let's be the ones to go share this treasure with the world. Let's tell this world about the thing they can take with them after they die. Let's tell the world that fears death about the God who conquered death. Let's go tell the world that is obsessed with chasing things that are meaningless about a God who promises them a treasure that is beyond measure that waits for them in his heavenly kingdom forever. Even though half of Girl with Balloons is now in shreds, 2018 wasn't the end of the painting's story. Now, the original buyer still bought it, even though it was half shredded. Banksy changed the name of the picture to Love is in the Bin, and in an ironic turn of events, the painting that was intended to force a reprioritization of value only went up in value when it was half shredded. In 2021, the painting was put back on auction where it sold for $25.4 million. Whether it be $860,000 or $25.4 million, we can say we have a treasure that is greater. Because Jesus is our treasure. And he is the one worth prioritizing. He is the one who is worth sharing. He is the treasure that lasts for this life and for the life to come. Amen.